All right, everybody, welcome to Simply Bitcoin. Very special episode. Phil's out for the week. You guys know the deal. I'm coming at you live. Well, I'm recording this live uh, from Bitcoin Park in Nashville, Tennessee. And what Bitcoin Park is, is this little complex. It's not really little, right? It's two, two houses, Bitcoin TV studios in here too. I did a rabbit hole recap uh, episode with Matt O'Dell from it. Awesome. Hopefully I'll be able to record there for tomorrow. Uh, Phil's out for the week, like I mentioned. So, so who's co-hosting instead is the legendary Optimus Field. So he's going to be in for the week. But anyways, let's get to the numbers. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes like the Noddle Dojo. It's in red. That means it's faster. Also made of metal. This is hand built by the Noddle guys in Paris. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core and the Lightning Network all in the comfort of your own home. Remember guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. That's a big no-no for privacy. So get yourself a Noddle today. All right, so it's gonna be a little bit different today, guys, because I'm doing the numbers. This whole week is gonna be a little bit of a change up. We're gonna spice it up. So I picked my favorite numbers metrics. They're gonna be a little bit different than Phil's. Bear with me. Please comment down below if you want, it to, want us to go to the previous numbers. But this is, this is the Nico special. Anyways, the price at the time of recording is 30990 The sats per dollar, also known as Moscow time, is 3227 Market cap is at $590 billion. That's tiny. Held in corporate treasuries, meaning the amount of Bitcoin held in corporate treasuries is 1,660,000 Bitcoin. Block height, 739,783. Total Lightning Network capacity, 3,978 Bitcoin. And the amount of reachable Bitcoin nodes continues to go up at 16,036. So overall, very good numbers. And because Optimus, Optimus Fields is co-hosting with me this week, he is going to be hosting the numbers. Anyways, Optimus, what do you have for us today? I don't even know. So I'm going to be surprised too. Beautiful. Well, I hope I can make you proud. One point that I wanted to make is I was following Amboss and uh, it said that we have reached 4K lightning uh, or 4K Bitcoin in, in public lightning channels. So that Clark Moody needs to get updated. Lightning Network is going up. So bullish, guys. Super bullish. All right, guys. So I'm here to give you guys the numbers. And I saw this really cool thread by a friend at O'Gary and let me throw this up for you guys and I think it makes a really good point that is definitely dear to my heart I, I really feel that this is something that changed my life and and I want to emphasize this for more people so if you can see here on the bottom uh, this is at O'Gary quote tweeting uh, Logan, I'm not sure who he is, but anyways, he did a great tweet and he says, you shouldn't be forced to invest your money in order to grow or even preserve your wealth. Saving your money should be effective, but our current monetary system punishes saving. This creates massive downstream problems and Bitcoin fixes this. So there's a great thread you guys can go follow, but Adogary did a great, great comment and he goes, I follow a large local Facebook group and every day I see multiple people ask, I have X amount of cash, give me ideas to invest it. Amounts from as little as $100 to 100K, people from all walks know they can't hold on to cash and feel pressured to put it to work. It's sad. So guys, I, I know exactly what this feels like. Nico and Phil say it all the time. When you start hodling Bitcoin, everything starts getting cheaper. But the point that I wanna make here is 
the idea that fiat money is so bad that even the normal person can understand you can't save in fiat. So I saw this chart by Fred, St. Louis Fed, and this came out, I believe it was last week. And this is the personal saving rate that the Fred is putting out. And if you look, it's at 4.4%, which if you go back, hasn't been this low since what? Mid 2008. So if you remember what happened in 2008, we uh, had a pretty big financial catastrophe. And in situations like that, people should be saving for these uncertain times. Well, it looks like we're back in the same space and people are not saving money. And furthermore, it doesn't really matter whether you are rich or you are poor, it's the same idea. Everyone is trying to keep up with the Joneses and they are living paycheck to paycheck and they're not saving money. So if you look at this headline, it says one in three Americans earning $250,000 or more say they live paycheck to paycheck. Like, how can that be possible? Well, like I said, people are trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're all trying to look rich. No one wants to save because they understand you can't save money. You need to buy assets. You need to buy things because your money doesn't hold value. So to be exact, 36 percent of Americans taking home a quarter of a million dollars or more claim to be running out of money paycheck to paycheck according to a 4,000 person survey. So guys, the study isn't necessarily saying that these people with money don't have uh, you know any leftover money, but it's getting more harder for them to keep up with these big salaries. So guys, if even rich people can't live like a normal life, what do you think an average person is going to do when the fiat money is completely being destroyed? So guys, I know you're a Bitcoiner. I know you understand what's going on, but the average person is feeling it. They're feeling the sticker shock, the inflation shock, and it can't be hit anymore. No one's saving money. The dollar is freaking going, getting inflated like the average person is feeling the effects of inflation and they can't hide it anymore. So guys, I know you're a Bitcoiner, but we need to really push and emphasize the idea that guys, it really just starts with saving money. Like that's the fundamental thing. You guys need to stop living above your means, save in Bitcoin. And as Matt O'Dell, we say, just stay humble, stack sats. It's not glorious. It's not as, uh, you know, as amazing as, as uh, getting a, a huge, 10x gain with your shit coin but this is the the way that you build wealth guys stack sat stay humble trust the process it works it's done it for me it's done it for nico it's done it for a lot of friends this is the way just trust the process and save some money guys saving bitcoin and your future will be fucking awesome nico what do you think yeah, man, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. And Opti, Opti is finding that's what I call him. This is a nickname. Optimist is too long to say every day. So Opti is is a good middle ground. Um, he's finding his voice. He's finding his his broadcasting voice. It's absolutely glorious to see this uh, this happen in real time. Every time he gets a, just a little bit better, it's freaking awesome to see. Uh, in terms of the saving, yeah, Bitcoin is you're saving in a deflationary currency. That means that the value of your savings just grows, goes up in value over time versus what you have in fiat, which is it's an inflationary currency, meaning it goes down in value, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, the fiat is stable. That's what you hear a lot of the central bankers say. It's stable. There's too much volatility in Bitcoin. Well, that's a scam because the volatility in Bitcoin, it goes up. 
right? So it's going up and to the right, while the so-called stability and in stable coins and in fiat, right, the original shitcoin, it's stability going down. So what would you rather have? Short-term volatility, but always going up and to the right, or short-term stability, but always going down, slowly draining your life energy. So the benefits of saving in a deflationary currency is all of a sudden, the money that you work for, it gains value over time. So your purchasing power increases over time. So and the psychological effects of that are crazy because all of a sudden you have hope for a future because in the fiat system, you're constantly working for to try to earn more money, to try to stay afloat, which is why you hear all these stories of the paycheck to paychecks, right? We've covered this a lot, right? We had that Financial Times article of, of a British dude with a good job, but he said very something similar to that article. He was worried about the future. How is it that we live in a society that you're working a full-time job, but you're still having doubts whether you could make rent or not? That isn't the system. That isn't your fault. That isn't because you're not working hard enough. That is literally because the money is fundamentally broken, right? And that's what Bitcoin fixes. So yeah, it's really important that you, we keep highlighting that opti so that more people understand the power of saving in a deflationary currency. And look, here's the thing. Yeah, you could trade, you can gamble on shit coins, but then you're risking losing future purchasing power, right? Which is why we're such big, big advocates of dollar cost averaging on this show. But anyways, Opti, it's time for The Daily News. It's brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. Comes in any custom color your heart desires. This just happens to be gold because this gold is the one that I show off the most. Look, it's, it's it's shiny. Um, or you can get it in simply Bitcoin colors. Really? You can get it any custom color your heart desires. Also opens up. Ah, there we go. You put your favorite hardware wallet in there. Or you get the 3D printed Bitcoin Honey Badger. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off. All right, guys, we're going to change it up today. We actually released the poll on YouTube and we asked you guys, hey, would you guys like it if uh, we switch the daily fail segment to the daily news segment? The majority of you guys said, yeah, you would like to see that sometimes. And the reason that we're starting off this week is because obviously you guys know the deal. Uh, or if you're new to this channel, my strong suit is the news because that's what I cover uh, every week. And Phil usually takes care of the fail. So we're going to start off with the news today. And we got some very, very big news. Uh, this is Senth Senator Cynthia Lummis. She is the Bitcoin senator. And today's the day. The famous bipartisan so-called crypto bill was introduced today. It was a big deal. I don't know if it's going to pass. But anyways, let's check out this CNNBC clip because I think it's a historic moment. Anyways, let's check it out. Hey, hey senators, uh, two questions for you. One is, and I'm sure you saw this a little over a month ago, Fidelity, the largest 401k manager in the country, um, announced that they were going to offer uh, Bitcoin uh, to users or to consumers. Uh, companies have to choose to allow their employees to put Bitcoin in their 401ks. Uh, the Labor Department came out and said, this is a terrible idea. What do you think? I think the Labor Department's wrong. Uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. It should be part of a diversified asset allocation. 
and it should be on the end of the spectrum of a store of value. Obviously, if you have a fully diversified asset allocation, you have some assets that you want to produce income in the short run. You also want some assets uh, that are just a store of value. Uh, and I think that's where Bitcoin really shines. I think it's some of the hardest money that's ever been created in, in the world. You hear that? Uh, and for mm -hmm. that reason, it belongs as a slice of a diversified asset allocation for retirement funds. Senator Gillibrand, you agree, disagree? No, I agree. And that's why this piece of legislation is so important and why it's so timely. Uh, once you create basic infrastructure around these types of digital assets, where there are disclosure requirements, where they have a regulator, uh, where there's full transparency, that is going to create the safety and soundness in the market that will give other people comfort that this is a market that is here to stay. It's one that is uh, properly regulated and one uh, that has oversight and accountability. And that's what this legislation is going to do. So while many and people are uncomfortable with where these digital assets are being used or offered today, once a regulatory framework is put around it, there will be more comfort there. So hey, hey, Senator absolutely insane. And the reason that I find this extremely bullish, guys, it's bipartisan. And that is so important because Bitcoin cannot become a partisan issue. So it's a Republican senator and a Democratic senator. Extremely bullish. Really like that. Good news. Anyways, let's check out some headlines from the articles covering this. This is Market Watch, right? Bipartisan crypto bill would have CFTC oversee Bitcoin, Ether, and most other digital assets. And here's the Bitcoin Magazine um, article. I highlighted a lot of the things, but honestly, guys, what I've noticed is that Namikos, which excellent writer, works at Bitcoin Magazine, this thread did a great job at covering this, which I think would be the most appropriate rather than just reading out, uh, you know, these uh, these uh, these articles. So anyways, Namiko says Senator Cynthia Lummis has officially released her landmark bill covering Bitcoin digital assets. Here are the major points in the bipartisan bill introduced with Senator Gillibrand. Medium of exchange. The bill encourages the usage of Bitcoin and digital currencies as a medium of exchange. It provides a tax exemption for transactions of up to $200. That is absolutely huge because how it stands today is every transaction, let's say you transact in Bitcoin, you have to report capital gains on that. And that's kind of a bitch. Like, excuse my language, but it really is, especially if you're just buying a coffee or buying a soda. Right. And you kind of have to calculate every time you do that. Oh, you know, I have to um, I have to do the taxes for this. So it's really good that there's an exemption of two hundred dollars. I wish it was more. And I would even go on a limb. I wish it was on equal pairing with fiat. But I, I think we'll get there eventually. Commodity or security. The bill defines a framework for differentiating which digital assets are commodities and which are securities. It uses the Howey test to determine an insulary asset is not inherently a security. An insulary asset is an intangible, fungible asset that is offered, sold, or provided to a person in connection with the purchase or and sale of a security through an arrangement or scheme that constitutes an investment contract. So. To be classified as a security, the digital asset must provide the holder with a debt or equity interest in business entity, liquidation rights, entitlement to interest or dividend payments from entity profit revenue share. Okay, so what does all that mean? And that means that this bill is going to clearly, which by the way, because I guess it's based on the Howey test and it's not a government bureaucrat deciding what is 
uh, security and what is not a security, I guess it's better. Um, I'm, I'm, I kind of take the libertarian approach. I, I don't want uh, government deciding this, but I guess this is better than nothing. And this is extremely bad news for the majority of shit coins, right? Uh, Namikos goes on to say, digital assets not fully decentralized and which benefit from entrepreneur and manager managerial efforts that determine the value of the assets, but are not debt or equity and don't create rights to profits or other financial interests in the business entity are not securities. Um, in some, the majority of large digital assets would be classified as commodities under the text introduced by Senator Lummis and Senator Gillibrand. So it's good. The majority of Bitcoin and shitcoins, right? The majority of shitcoins would not be classified as securities. And I, I don't think that's the government's place to get to decide that. That's my perspective. A lot of Bitcoiners would say, you know what? Classify them as the securities. Let the shitcoins die. I think we need to have a free market solution to that, not government intervention. Bitcoin needs to beat these shit coins on the free market not through government coercion um so uh, it goes on to say bitcoin and eth are guaranteed as commodities uh lummis and gillibrand grants the cftc exclusive spot market jurisdiction over all digital assets classified as commodities sec and and cftc are 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 tasked with studying and reporting on the creation of self-regulatory organization that could co complement the regulatory work energy the bill also requires a study on the power consumption of digital asset miners the bill pro provisions that miners are not to be seen as brokers is very important guys because you remember the language in the infrastructure bill was not clear so potentially there could be a conflict of interest where uh bitcoin miners could be seen as a treasure uh, by the treasury right as potential money transmitters and if they're potential money transmitters they need to tell the government who they're money transmitting for but miners don't have that capacity so it's very important that they are clarifying the language right um 401k right this is kind of a pushback at elizabeth warren she kind of made a big deal about how people's 401k should not be invested in bitcoin consumer protection the bipartisan bill will require providers of digital assets to disclose information about their product Self-custody, very, very important. The bill grants the rights to a person to keep and control digital assets they own. And I think that last part is the part I'm most bullish about because that's something that we've been reporting over the months that Phil and I have been doing this is they are fighting against uh, self-custody. A lot of governments are. In Korea, we saw that exchange that banned self-custody altogether. So now that it's on, on paper, right that self-custody is allowed right even though to bitcoiners that might sound like who the who who are you mr government to tell me how i can and cannot store their wealth i think that it's a positive that at least there's some legal protection there not a i know that bitcoiners are not fans of that but i think during this transition period between fiat and hyper bitcoinization and we're in this weird you know, transmission, the transition period, I think that having these legal protections are actually a good thing. Now it's bad news for a lot of shitcoin scammers if this goes into law, right? And in terms of the price, right, which is something that we don't talk about very often on the show, but I am going to mention it. This is very good. And the reason it's very good is because this gives clarity to companies 
that want to invest in Bitcoin. This is a regulatory framework before there was none. So Bitcoin is in this weird gray area to them legally. So there's a risk to that. With this, it offers clarity to them. And that is a good thing because they will feel more confident in buying Bitcoin as an alternative to cash, right? So let's see how this plays out. I don't know if this is gonna pass. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of pushback. Um, you could be what Phil always says, cautiously optimistic. Let's see how this works out. Anyways, Opti, what do you think about this, bro? First of all, I it's it's super awesome to see senators talking about Bitcoin in the same way that we do as a store value, as the hardest money ever. And of course, Cynthia Lummis would say that, but to have, uh, what's her name, Gillibrand agree with what she's saying, and she's the Democrat, like Nico's saying, it, it, it's just beautiful, because we, we say it every week, you know, Bitcoin's incentives beat coercion, and you're seeing it in real time. So that's the first point that, I, that I'd like to make. The second one is, of course, Nico brought it up, the $200 tax exemption. Obviously, we'd hope it's bigger, but hey, it's, it's a good first step, and I think, you know, we'll see that maybe this is setting a precedent. And, and like Nico said, who knows if this will actually get pushed through, but I think this is a good starting point. And then uh, the last point that Nico said uh, about the regulatory clarity, I saw Jack Mahler's talking about, I think it was on rabbit hole recap. And again, to emphasize as a Bitcoiner, we are not saying that we want the government to, you know, attack shitcoins and bring them down. But what we're saying is that by having this regulatory clarity, we can finally get these big legendary institutional investors to come into the space and actually be able to trade in this market like professionals, which means that there will be less scammery, there'll be a lot less uh, rug pulls, and the crypto traders out there are gonna get absolutely wrecked because people that really know how to trade are gonna come in and start doing some real business and moving the market. So, super bullish for you know the price, but also I think very bullish to eventually in the, in the short term find regulatory clarity so we can see exactly what we're doing over here i mean we know what we're doing but the people that don't that are still afraid that still think of bitcoin as risky at least they can get some guidelines and come in and and you know actually participate in the market so super bullish but we'll see what actually happens so i think this is a good place to start and uh yeah man Shouts out to Cynthia Lemus and Gillibrand. Let, let's let's get some more senators out here pushing Bitcoin. Absolutely. And we're going to really see what senators fight back against this. Right. And that will give us at least as a community. Guys, this is going to be they're not going to give over those keys lightly. Like we're going to see we're it's really going to expose what Bitcoin or what senators are against Bitcoin on the Senate, on the Democratic and the Republican side and what senators are against it. And by knowing that, we know who to rally against politically and vote them out of office, specifically in the United States, right? So let's see how this, this goes. I think it's a landmark bill. I think it's a very historic moment. Bitcoin's not even 12 years old. It's, 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 like, it's a brand new thing, and we're already here, right? So absolutely crazy. Let's see what happens. But if you're just a hodler at home, this isn't really going to be a big deal to you. This doesn't really change. This is more so from the institutional standpoint. Anyways, David Zell released this crazy, crazy tweet today. It was linked to uh, this website. The website name is financialinclusion.tech. I will put it down the link description, like always, um, and check it out. Uh, it's the point of this, right, is really 
aimed at senators, right? And it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's coercive. I wouldn't say, I, I think that this is just a, you're making a case. You're setting, you're setting the narrative. You're, you're trying to, this is what Bitcoin does. This is what shit coins don't do. Um, Maxine Waters is on here, right? Maxine Waters is the senator that was pushing central bank digital currencies. We played you that video. We have Senator uh, House, Le the, the Senate leader for the Republican side, Mitch McConnell, Senate leader for Democrats, uh, Schumer. We have House Senate uh, House leaders for the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, House Senate leader, uh, House uh, leader for the Republicans, Kevin McCarthy. So David Zell, which is part of the Bitcoin Policy Institute, we had him on the show like a week or two ago, um, summarizes, in my opinion, the most important parts of this letter um, and how it was aimed at human rights leaders from 20 countries and how specifically Bitcoin and stable coins, this is a shot across the bow against crypto because they're not included in this, right? And what they do is they aid in the struggle for global freedom. Anyways, let's check it out. With current, by the way, we've been covering this stuff diligently. And I think what this letter does is it summarizes everything that simply Bitcoin has been covering, right? And it puts it in an easy way to consume for senators. And what this does, guys, also is it gives us ammunition. When you hear those FUD articles from the New York Times about the energy usage, about how Bitcoin is just useless and it doesn't justify the energy, now we have this type of ammunition. You're saying, listen, this is what I said at the Bitcoin conference. If you're against Bitcoin, you're against freedom, right? This is really what this letter says. Anyways, Today, human uh, human rights leaders from 20 countries told Congress how Bitcoin and stablecoins aid in the struggle for global freedom. The letter was signed by some of the most respected activists in the world whose stories deserved attention. When currency uh, catastrophes struck Cuba, Afghanistan, and Venezuela, Bitcoin gave our compatriots refuge. When crackdowns on the civil liberties befell Nigeria, Belarus, Hong Kong, Bitcoin helped keep the fight against authoritarian authoritarianism afloat. After Russia invaded Ukraine, these techniques, technologies played a role in sustaining democratic resistance, especially in the first few days when legacy financial systems faltered. That's right. Remember that the Ukraine, the country, whether you agree with it politically or not, what's going on, they use Bitcoin as a form to raise, as a, as a, as a mechanism to raise money for the war. We write to urge an open-minded, empathetic approach towards tools that are increasingly playing a role in the lives of people facing political repression and economic hardship. Just as some of us have acted to defend the open web in the past, today we stand to defend an open monetary system and its powers to connect the world. Last one, you recently received a different letter from a group of critics claiming that cryptocurrency is an unproven and a solution in search of problems. Our problems are real and the proof is in our stories and work. The last one is so powerful. And that is a message that we have been echoing on Simply Bitcoin. And we have covered all of these catastrophic events, whether it's Cuba, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's Venezuela. We have covered the stories about how people are using Bitcoin as a, as as a, as really a lifeboat in this hellish landscape where their local currencies have failed them, 
Um, and again, just to reemphasize, this is really a shot a, a shot across the bow, not only to the Bitcoin critics, but also cryptocurrency, also known as shitcoins, because what is mentioned there really is Bitcoin and stablecoins. Shitcoins and including stablecoins, I might add. But the reason that they included stablecoins is because stablecoins provide, especially if you're an Argentinian or Venezuelan, if you acquired dollars, you were in a very privileged situation. Optimus is showing his El Salvador Bitcoin Beach shirt show off. Um, so what stablecoins allow is it allows the Venezuelan, the Argentine to acquire those dollars much easier. Right. Because you don't have to go to the hoops. You don't have to get the physical cash. Right. You don't have to store it in a bank account. And it gives that so-called stability that fiat money gives you. But as Optimus covered earlier on the section, is it really stability or like do you maybe in the short term? Right. Because it's not losing value so fast. But it's not stability over the long term. I would say that Bitcoin gives you more stability over the long term, but it does have short term volatility. So I think that in this transition period, I think that stable coins do serve a purpose, but I don't think it's going to be like that forever. Anyways, another historic letter. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this letter was released on the same day as the Lummis bill. Okay, that's not a coincidence. There's some political uh, strategy there. Anyways, those are my thoughts. Optimus, what are you thinking? Well, first off, I just want to say that David killed it on the Simply Bitcoin episode. It's a must listen. It was absolutely fire. And second off, it that uh, all those articles and that website, it it just it hits me harder every time when I see people using Bitcoin as it's supposed to be, in my opinion. Like, I know we come from the Western world and for most Americans or Westerners, it's just pure speculation. And, you know, my meme is all of life is speculation, so I'm not going to knock it. But I love to see when people use Bitcoin to escape inflation, to ex uh, escape censorship, to escape tyranny. It's beautiful. It, it just it's further proof that we are on the right path and what we're doing is the righteous cause. And it just it gets me more hype. Like I'm literally getting getting the goosebumps right now because this is like why this is why we do what we do this is why we have all these memes this is why we're obsessed with bitcoin is because we see it's actually changing the world in real time and saving individuals from catastrophes that are freaking nation state governments absolutely i i could not have said it better myself um let's see this this bill this letter they all serve as a function. What is the function? The function, in my opinion, is that it exposes really what political operatives are really against Bitcoin and who supports Bitcoin. And that gives us the ability to vote these people out, right? So it's a historic bill. Let's see what happens. I would not hold your breath. And if you're a hodler and you just stay humble, stack sats, like Odell always says, this does not affect you as much. Hold on, Nico. Before we go, before we go, uh, I'd like to add a message from Nico in the past. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Oh, my God. Opti and, and the soundboard. Hit the sailor, bro. Hit the sailor one. What's the second best? There is no second best. 
<laughs> that's my favorite one. But anyways, Opti, it's time for the daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. Every volume has different artwork. This is the artwork for volume 10. This is the artwork for volume two. It's almost sold out. And this is the artwork for volume 11. And they're scarce. There's only a thousand physical copies per volume. So get your physical print of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, everybody, welcome to the Daily Meme Review. We review Bitcoin memes. Bitcoin memes play an essential role, not only in Bitcoin culture, but in this narrative trench warfare that we're fighting every single day, hand to hand on the battleground of the internet. Memes are a very effective way to transmit truth if it isn't true then people would not understand it anyways um first meme by greg zag risk happens fast foss greg foss the fastest things on earth cheetah airplane speed of light shit, shit coin rug pull absolutely true next one by toxic cat simply bitcoin it's the clown it's the clown and this is actually really funny because what the federal reserve released this is how scared they are. They released this on Twitter. I'm not even kidding. They released a thing basically making the argument that the price of eggs is unstable. And connect this with what I've been saying about the Argentines and, and, and Opti's first piece and what I, what I was saying during the news, right, is that stable coins offer this fake sense of stability. But the more you zoom out, it just goes down. You're just losing purchasing power. So you could make the argument that stable coins provide short-term stability versus the volatility of Bitcoin. But without a doubt, the volatility of Bitcoin goes up over time. So it's actually a good thing to hold Bitcoin versus stable coins over a long period of time, right? Anyways, next one by VG Boyer Party. I can't believe this is happening. A U.S. senator talking about Git repos and plebs. What a time to be alive. Toying with Git repo or some other tool to collect pleb comments. Thoughts on novel ways to do that are welcome. Fucking crazy. What world are we living in? Sorry, this is a repeat. Um, next one by One One Punch Pepe. Don't ever talk to me about capitalism when you want to offer communism as an alternative. Died under a capitalist state. Died under a communist state. Absolutely hilarious. All right, moving on. This is like... These people are so out of touch. They're so out of touch. Uh, this is a, you know, one of those posters that you see next to a bus stop. When an abuser controls your finances, they control you. Oh, really? What, what, what does the government do, man? Oh, man. These are excellent memes. And look, the bottom, safe spaces. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, I know, I know what it was aimed for, but... How people process it is totally different. Anyways, I'm going to give a very special meet a score. I am at Bitcoin Park in Nashville, Tennessee. And what they do is really cool. Bitcoin artists actually put a piece of Bitcoin art in every single room, in every single hallway. I have this one in this particular room. Let's check it out. If I could turn the camera, which I can't. Here we go. Boom. Boom. It says haters, and it's the bank on fire. It's the famous one. He also made the famous one with Wells Fargo. Let me cover the thing so it, it it's better. But anyways, uh, Opti, what would you give those awesome memes? Fire memes, like always. Shout, shout out to the one small Pepe guy. He said that was his first meme. Uh, well, your first meme made Simply Bitcoin, so keep memeing fire, fire stuff. All right, so my score is going to be this very special meme tarred pins 
that I got from Full Metal Hoddle Legend. Very, very good scores. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores, you disagree. Let us know down in the comment section. Make sure to join our poppin' Telegram chat. It's a party in there. You could link us Bitcoin memes to review, and we will review them on the meme review. We'll try to, at least. And, of course, make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, Bitcoin tv.com bitcoin tv is awesome i'm in the home of bitcoin tv right now the bitcoin tv official studios downstairs it's badass um but anyways opti it's time for the daily fail brought to you by swan check them out swanbitcoin.com that's right the best way to build your bitcoin stack automated bitcoin savings plans instant purchases an app on the way a platform that is built by fellow plebs the link is down below. All right, guys. So this isn't going to be a Phil fail. This is going to be a Nico fail. Let me know down in the comments what you think of Nico fails. Obviously, Phil and I think differently. So it's going to be a little bit different. Um, anyways, next, this one, very funny tweet by Dick Whitman, fellow pleb. Give this guy a follow. This is the story of NFTs and the complex multi-layered scam that is Ethereum. The JPEG I bought ain't worth one ETH anymore. One ETH ain't worth 4K no more. And 4,000 4, ain't worth 4,000 anymore. <laughs> Dude. Bro. What the fuck? What is money? Um, anyways, let's check out this Vice article. <laughs> Decentralized crypto exchange offline after hacker steals 113 million freaking dollars. This, why does this keep happening? A couple things. If it was decentralized, then it wouldn't be offline. If it was decentralized, then they wouldn't be able to steal that $113 million over and over again. The decentralized is in name only. And connect this with the infrastructure bill. If the infrastructure bill passes, this type of shit will be very difficult to do. Um... It's not that it won't be impossible. It will be possible. But the, the size of the rug pulls will decrease because their ability to be official, to be above ground, will be greatly diminished. Um, hackers found a flaw in a decentralized crypto exchange and exploited to steal an estimated $113 million. On Sunday, the founder and CEO of Meyer, a decentralized exchange that bills itself as the future of money. <laughs> the future of money, where rug pulls happen all the time, because that's what I see all the time on, on Ethereum. Like, that's what I see. That's the future of fucking money? Like, shut the... F uh, anyways. The N... The N it's, look, it's almost, it's, it's almost pronounced like Enron. The Elron blockchain that that it runs on wrote on twitter that he and his team were investigating a set of suspicious activities on the Maher decks as it turns out the suspicious activities were those of the hackers but at that point the hackers had already done the damage according to a blockchain researcher who goes by Fodris, the hacker stole around 1,650,000 Elgron, the native token of the Elgron, Elgron blockchain, with around $113 million at the time of the hack. The hacker used three wallets to drain funds from the exchange and were able to sell 800,000 Elgron, which caused the price of Elgron on Mayor Exchange nosedive from $76 to $5, um, Founders explained. It's unclear. It's always unclear. Have you noticed that? It's always how the rug pulls happen. It's always unclear. They always don't know how to do it. Look, it's very simple. 
It happens every time because a lot of these so-called decentralized exchanges are not decentralized and they're based on smart contracts that are very difficult to audit and they're very difficult to see what's going on. This is not the future of finance. That's, that's a single point of failure. That's a single point where you have to trust in somebody else. You compare that with Bitcoin. It's not that trust is gone in Bitcoin, but it's trust minimized. Anyways. It's unclear how the mayor team was able to retrieve the funds or how exactly the hack occurred. Miku received not one, but two mainnet upgrades, which typically refers to rolling out a new blockchain version on Tuesday. The fact that you could roll out a blockchain, a new blockchain version literally points out that it's not decentralized. On Tuesday morning, staking provider Everstake tweeted out that it, hap that it had happened to its nodes, a new version of Elrond. Elrond is an ups, upstart blockchain, not anymore, that launched in 2020, pitching itself as being uniquely scalable. <laughs> uniquely, right? They always use the same buzzwords. Like, it's so stupid. Decentralized exchanges like Myra are similarly recent innovations and differ from centralized exchanges such as Coinbase because they run on smart contracts. And there's typically no centralized order book to match orders among users. See, that's true. That's true. There is no server that, that type of function. But the problem, the fault here, guys, and this is what I want you guys to remember, is the smart contract. Don't read over the smart contract. Remember, can you audit what that smart contract says? Very few people can. And what you're doing is you're trusting. Look at the amount of trust that this takes. You're trusting that that smart contract is not going to rug pull you. So there is trust. I would say this is worse than a centralized exchange because a centralized exchange at least has legal pushback. With a centralized exchange, if they just rug pull you, at least you know who to call the cops on. With a smart contract, it's like, no, it's an anon. It's just going to a You're never going to see that money anymore, which is why it happens all the time, which is why you rarely hear of these people getting their money back. And which is why it's it's over it's over a billion, dude, I think, in the last year. It's it's so crazy. Um, look, another hint that this isn't decentralized. However, as previous incidents leading to DEX downtimes have shown, certain setups can have critical points of failure as well. I would make the argument that all setups that are based on smart contracts have those critical points of failures. It's just that some haven't been exploited yet and some have. So the issue here, and this is what I want you guys to remember, is the amount of trust that is required to run these so-called exchanges. These so-called exchanges will not survive the current bill. The current bipartisan crypto bill will not survive this, right? It does not pass that test. Right. So, again, I'm not a fan of government regulation stomping out the competition, but I think overall. It's not that it will make these things impossible to happen. It's that the level and the amount of rug pulls, in my opinion, will decrease. And I think that overall, that will be a net benefit for their overall space. It, I think these things are scams. I think when you hear the word smart contract, you should run away. With Bitcoin, it's simple. Do you have the private keys or do you not? That's it. If you have the private keys and no one else has them, that Bitcoin ain't going anywhere for the end of time, right? 
So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on another decentralized rug pull? <laughs> yeah, well, I was literally just telling my friend today how I hate using the word decentralized for anything because it's lost its meaning because of the shit corners. Everything is decentralized this, decentralized that, and it's just all decentralized in name. So, as you can see, most of this stuff is just centralized garbage with a decentralized uh, sticker on top. But Nico brought up a point that I didn't talk about earlier, and uh, I'm just going to point it out because I know we're going to get shit for not pointing out the fact that the infrastructure bill or the Lummis, uh, I forget what her name is, Gillibrand bill uh, says that Bitcoin and ETH will be guaranteed commodities uh, you know, you know my thoughts on ETH being a security. So we're going to say that because I know you guys are going to talk shit in the chat. But guys, like I said, dude, it's all decentralized in name. And and just just for make a funny. Every time you've been saying the Elron G D coin, I've been thinking of Elron Hubbard and Scientology. So like <laughs> fail within the fail. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's Enron and then the Scientology guy like the whole thing, dude shit coins upon shit coins upon shit coins rug pull this doesn't happen in bitcoin stay humble stack sats stick to bitcoin remember guys look the purchasing power of bitcoin is guaranteed to increase over time because of the having so the reason that it says stay humble stack sats is because lower your time preference these shit coins entice you because they give you the feeling that you are going to be the one that gets rich quick at the expense of someone else of course right with Bitcoin, nothing in life is guaranteed, right? You can get a hit by a bus tomorrow, God forbid, right? But the way that it's designed, right? The way that the halving works is that it's designed to go up in value and it's designed to go up in purchasing power over time. So if you could put your head down, work very hard and start saving in Bitcoin rather than trading and speculating, right? And you think in a long time scale, Michael Saylor and Nico coincidentally say four years minimum, right? You'll see your purchasing power will increase over time. Not the amount of Bitcoin you have. The amount of Bitcoin will only increase if you buy it or you mine more. But the amount of stuff that you could buy with that said Bitcoin increases. And that is the power of a deflationary currency versus an inflationary currency, which is what Opti was talking about in the beginning of the show. But anyways, Opti, there was an open source software release today. Why do you tell everybody about it? Software release. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, cyphersafe.io. Paper's dead. Don't store your seed on paper. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire, and the grid comes with a punch tool. All right, guys. So we have a software release for seed tool version 1.07. Awesome. Thanks, Opti. I also, guys, make sure to subscribe to us on audio platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Fountain FM. You could send us sats over there. Also, make sure to check out our clothing sponsor, representltd.com. Phil and I wear the hoodies every single day. It's just it's just Nico this week. So this is the camo hoodie. This is the one I'm going to be wearing all this week. This is my favorite one. This is the one I travel with. It's super good material. They're also coming out with Bitcoin merch and Simply Bitcoin merch. So stay tuned. You can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off anything off the Represent LTD 
Com online store guys that was our show like again reminder phil is going to be gone for the next four days he's escaping the communist state of massachusetts he's fleeing to the free state of florida so in this transition time i'm gonna be in tennessee opti and i are gonna take over the show let us know what you think if you guys enjoyed the show you know what to do smash that like button and of course you want to continue hearing the bitcoin news and the catastrophic fails from the bitcoin perspective definitely consider subscribing to simply bitcoin and we'll see you tomorrow guys for a brand new episode what's the second best there is no second best